Good evening. We're here again for another round of Focused Fire. This week we are going to tackle the, we're going to try to tackle the first 26 cards of the Books of Sorrow. It's a Ow! lot of information. Um, with me tonight, this is Blue Crew 86, and with me tonight we have our co-host Steamy Will Steaming Willie Beeman. That's Steaming, yeah. actually, sir. Wow. It's a yeah. Steaming pile of names. <laughs> <laughs> And then we Steam also have Justin Sane, O516. Never mind. Uh, I, I. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm, this I'm watching now. the chat. That's right. Um, and just, just as a quick, you know, just out of quick appreciation, we, we kind of talked about this offline, but we're, we're going to go ahead and actually have just a moment of silence in respect for what has kind of happened this past week. If you're, you know, obviously if you're not aware, France and Beirut and a number of other areas have been kind of hit pretty hard with pretty violent outbreaks. So we're just going to have a quick moment of silence and respect for that. Um, so we'll just take that real quick. And thank you guys again for that. That's just uh, just out of respect for that whole event, which kind of was a shocker to all of us. Um, just you know, just some quick quick house cleaning as usual. Um, recap for previous previous stream. Obviously, we did Toland last last week, which was a it was fun. A um, lot of lot of darkness to be explored there. Obviously, we're continuing that that uh, approach this week with the Books of Sorrow. Next week, we're actually going to be taking a break for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to be out of town, and then we're going to be trying to do... I think we're going to try to squeeze in two the next week so that we can finish up Books of Sorrow, and then obviously we'll have our whatever our next topic is, which might even possibly be another round of Books of Sorrow if we're not sick and tired of that one. Um... So that's that's the plan so far for us. Um, this this week, obviously, as you can see in stream, we are we're calling this Books of Sorrow Volume One. Again, we're going to be trying to tackle the first twenty six cards. So we'll be kind of taking a different approach than normal. Normally, we do a what do we know and then what do we think, and we're kind of going to blend what do we think into what do we know, just because the amount of content that we have this week is pretty significant. Um, and then also, I did. We did tweet this out. I do actually have a um, a completely random thing. I actually got a free loot crate. I don't know if you guys are knowledgeable about loot crate, but it's a. Uh, you know, you can still send that to me. Yeah, 
<laughs> Willie, Willie really wants it. Um, it and it's really funny. I got I got a completely free one, and I it's good until tomorrow at nine p.m. Pacific. So I'm gonna we're gonna just give it away at the end of the stream tonight, just out of appreciation. You know, it's Thanksgiving, and so I kind of figured I talked to these guys, and I kind of figured, you know, what better way to show appreciation than to <laughs> to pass on the uh, the wealth, I guess you would call it. It's not. It's I'm not trying to set a, a standard by any means. It was just something that kind of fell in my lap. And so I was like, you know, let's just give it, let's just give it out. Um, ironically, I looked it up and I didn't realize it, but the month of November is actually combat theme, um, which kind of fits actually with, and we'll get into it, you know, obviously we'll get into the sword logic conversations and stuff like that. But it was, it was an interesting similarity that we had. So we'll be doing that at the end. Uh, we'll probably, we're going to be usually, we usually run about two hours. And so we'll be doing that around midnight, my time, Willie, if he's still awake. We'll try to get it before he passes out. <laughs> so, oh, hey, I've lasted till one o'clock every other night. I'll do it tonight. True. So with hey, that, with that I was going to say, said, to, uh, go for it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, about setting precedents, it's kind of like buying a girl flowers on the first date. I know. I she's was, gonna, I, I she's know. gonna expect it. Yeah, I know. So hopefully, hopefully, Loot Crate will continue this tradition and give me another one next Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> but with that being said, so I think that's everything that I have on my list of things to cover for right now. Um, with that being said, Willie, Justin, who, which one of you guys want to kick off? the first card start this descent all right um well let's go ahead and go with the overview where i'm uh oh we actually no let's go ahead and start with the card because there's so many uh the first one is the after you catch the first calcified fragment it's curiosity uh it's verse one dash zero the fundament and it reads dear sisters it's taken me two years a quarter of our lives but I've found the proof. We aren't native to the fundament. Our ancient ancestors came here to hide. The plate of stone we live on, our osmium court, is one fragment of a rocky planet that crashed into the fundament and broke apart. All the nearby, other nearby continents, the helium drinkers, the bone plaza, the star cutters, came from the same world. Perhaps the other races of the fundament are, are migrants too. We live on a shrapnel of our homeworld, floating on an ocean deep inside a gas giant. A gas giant, Damo. That's what Fundament must be. A titanic gas planet. The endless storm above us must be one layer of the atmosphere. And the sea we float on, there's more down beneath it. So much more. You understand what this means, Sathona. The timid truth is a lie. We aren't meant to be the world's prey. We weren't born to live and die in the dark. We have a better... Dun-dun-dun. Destiny. Tell our father, Sister Sathona, this is our proof of his life's work. With love, for your second birthday, your surviving sister, Orash. Now, um, I think it's important to point out, just in case we do have people that haven't read the books of Sar or know what they are. It's what you get from the calcified fragments inside Destiny that you collect all throughout the Dreadnought. 
um, amongst other places. And it tells a story of how Orash, the character that just wrote that first card, became Oryx, who you kill at the end of the raid that's currently out for the Taken King, the Taken King himself. Um, I know it says that they're sisters, and that might be confusing right now. We'll get into that later. But it's it's all about how Orash and her sisters came to become the Hive. And how Orcs came to become a god amongst the Hive. And I believe his sisters are as well, but we'll get into that later. Um, anybody want to take any takes on that? I actually, I actually do. I, I think that it's really interesting the part that says that gas giant well there's that but we aren't meant we weren't <laughs> born to live and die in the dark i think that's that's interesting because it is know, interesting you know what as we all know obviously the hive are exactly that they live and die in the dark and you know we'll get that that will become more apparent as we get into the later card uh, actually in a couple cards but to me, that was that was an interesting thing, was because it's almost you know, her saying, "We aren't supposed to be in the dark," but yet that's where they gravitate towards naturally. Um, I think that's really interesting. But that was just, yeah. and then obviously, yes, the gas giant part. That is yes, blatant. Uh, I uh, I find it real interesting that they live on the actual shrapnel of their home world. So their home world apparently crashed into the fundament and the plates that they live on are actually shards or pieces of the world that crashed into fundament. In uh, a later card we'll come to, um, we'll actually have one of the worms say that they, they pulled them or drew them to fundament to take up their place as the hive. And I always took that as being a figurative thing. Um, but going over this card again, it's, it's kind of making me feel that they literally were pulled gravity wise to the fundament. Um, I found that real interesting about this card uh, and just a bunch of things that are going to become relevant in the next two or right. three cards as well. I like, I, I also like to point out, keep, keep an eye on the, the continent names. It's to me, it's an interesting the the play on elements is very interesting to me. Do we want to? You want me to read the next one, or Justin? You yeah. want to read the next one? Uh, I can I can do the next one. Okay. Um, I also want to go ahead and point out that uh, you know, once again, surviving sister Orash, um, as well as the fact that. She points out to Sathona that, you know, it's all about her father's life work, which I think becomes important later on as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it actually says uh, your first surviving sister, Orash, which makes me yeah. – there's, there's later things that kind of make lead me to believe that the Hive have a multitude of spawn and a bunch of them don't survive. Um and this will be backed up in a later card with Crota, but uh, kind of makes me think they just have a well, an and entire... also, also in the card with the helium, 
the uh, helium drinkers. Yeah. I mean, that makes it pretty. But that's for, that's a different thing. I I understand where Justin's going with his thing. Right, right. And, uh. So you want to, you want to read Predators? Anywho. Yeah, we can go move right on to Predators. If you don't have it, I can get it. No, I've got it, baby. Okay. I've got it. Uh, (laughs) Verse 1 1 Predators. Predators and Menaces, carved to endure by Jiro. Third surviving sister of the Osmium King's last brood. A storm joy. A storm joy is a living cloud. When it passes over our continent, it lowers its feeding tentacles. On each tentacles are bait stars. Although the light makes you happy, you must avoid it. You will be eaten. A storm joy is a good way for an old person to choose death. Also, a daring knight can cut the bait stars from the tentacles. I have six. Falling. If you fall off the edge of the continent, you will die in the ocean. This is a special hazard when our father, the Osmium King, uses the engines. Helium drinkers. The currents of the fundament ocean bring us near other continents. The helium court is near us now. They are of our species, but they are our enemies. Their knights raid us every day. Helium drinkers have two legs, two arms, and three eyes, just like us. But they are bright slash evil. I want to be a knight and fight them. The helium drinker ambassador ate ten of my sisters as tribute. This is normal, however I resent it. Mothers. Mothers can fly. They live much longer than ten years. Mothers are extremely smart, and they guard their spawn. If you try to tamper with the eggs, they will eat you. Sathona wants to eat the jelly and become a mother when she turns four. Storms. The rain is often poisonous. Sometimes it dissolves flesh. When lightning misses the lightning farm, it can vaporize a person. This entire world is deadly to us. Mysteries. The fundament is very large. We are the smallest things in it. If you don't understand something, it will probably kill you, my teacher Tao says. This is why we have such short lives. So we can breed and adapt quickly. Moon waves. My sister Arash is afraid of moon waves. When she gets back from her expedition to the tungsten monoliths, I will ask her why. Just a lot of information, a kind of little rundown of what life on the fundaments like uh, seems to be written by Jiro. And that, and I would make the point also. So, the books of sorrow are not all written by one perspective. Um, it's it's a collection of. Almost, it's almost their holy books. You know, it's it's kind of a holy manuscript, I guess you would call it, of the history of the hives. And it's not told from one perspective. It's told from roughly three perspectives. There's a few few cards that are later on that are actually even more in question. But we know that Zero, um, Arash, who we'll get into that whole mess, and uh, I always blank on her Sithona um, because I always think of her later name um, right <laughs> so I think that's also the other the other thing really kind of interesting here is that it's, it's the third surviving sister of the last brood I think that's an interesting piece to catch too yeah Thoughts well it, 
Well, I mean, you look at these uh, creatures that they currently are before they become the hive, which I'll just go ahead and say it now. They're they're called the krill. Um, it, it seems like krill have a very <clears throat> tribal. I would say feudal. Yeah, and at the same time, though, I mean, well, they, and they are. I mean, they we're are talking about you. you think, true. The the ambassador ate ten of my sisters as tribute. Right. It's normal, but I resent it. Right. You know, it's like they're cannibals. You know, it, it happens. My ten of my sisters got eaten. There's only three <laughs> of us left. That's cool. You know, that's what happens. But I don't like it. I uh, don't really blame her. <laughs> yeah, you you can't really get mad at her. It's not like it was even a good percentage of sisters that lives. Um, and you will notice that they're all born as sisters mm-hmm. for now. And we'll find out more about that later. And well, we actually find out a little bit about it now. You know, as a krill, you eat jelly, you become a mother. You live longer than most of the other krill do. You're get more intelligent and you lay eggs and if someone touches your eggs you eat them and mm-hmm. Thona she wants to become a mother when she turns four so that's apparently four years old is the maturity age for the krill yeah that's, is just that's interesting too because we know that well, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that later. The the age of when it's too old. It seems like it's it's a very very short window that they they exist in. And it's also yeah, it's, it's also interesting indeed. that it's the mother jelly, but it's a night morph. Like it, it's a it's a negative different... virtual bitch mac. Really? <laughs> Already? Yes. Because... Longer than I thought it'd be. Oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> because the first mothers one. are actually a wizard transformation right knights or knights that right but we're not going to get into i think what blue's trying to say is is they they mention they metamorphosize the process, into... yeah the, the process by which you become a mother is by taking the jelly, jelly. right as right, opposed right. to just assuming the night morph they don't go into yeah i would oh, okay 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 i got you dodged you can uh, rubber band that back my way. That VBS. The other, the other interesting thing um, is so. I, I, I see what you're. I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is so in the previous card they said or uh, Orash says you know that they were not meant to live and die in dark. However, in this card, if you read the Stormjoy piece, it's although light makes you happy, you must avoid it. You will be eaten. So it's it's interesting the the uh, the disconnect there almost because they don't it's it's like they don't want to live in dark but to live in light means to die if that I mean yeah. I think isn't isn't this here where it says where is it light is death wasn't that in this card or am I remembering it uh, it's the um you know what they say is the bait stars are the best way for old people to choose to die. And, you know, like you said, the light makes you happy, but if you don't avoid it, you're going to get eaten. Right. So, man, that's another interesting thing is that's they're talking about the storm joys mm-hmm. and them being a living cloud. Now, think about that. That's kind of like what 
backwoods uh, hillbillies, so to speak, <laughs> talk about with UFOs. And no, I'm not talking about people in Texas. Oh, come on. Um, I can't specify re- any regions except <laughs> if you have mountains, you probably got them living in there. But you know what I'm talking about. Them good old boys with hardly any teeth left that say, yeah, they're little gray people. That's that's <laughs> kind of what this seems like, you know, to me, is they're talking about the Stormjoy. That's actually a spaceship. They just, they don't understand that it's a ship because they're so primitive. Oh, and yeah. you know, their, their minds you know, are so simple, they view it as magic, which is a later ex- card as well. And yeah, I we'll, we'll move a, on to that. I but. think a Stormjoy would be a really good hive metaphor for the traveler using the light as the bait stars it could be. To, to lure species in uh, but when through like, through hive eyes all they offer is yeah it's like the, that's what we're talking about in chat actually yeah through the through the krill high through the krill's eyes you know it's you're eating. Lure fish but what if they're not the even being are. eaten what yeah like, what if they're being taken to a better and, but taken with up. the light instead of the way that like orcs takes, you know. Right, right. That's and uh, yeah, it, it it comes to my mind all the time. Like, what if this entire time the light, has the sky been, has, has been actually been helping, interfering with them? Well, and, and we know that it has. And, well, we know that. Yeah, we know that it interferes, but does it help them? Right. That's because the they feel that the, it doesn't, and we, I guess I should not get into that now, right. but I want we'll, to we'll so get, bad. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's one of the um, these cards. But that's that's the thing is, you know, you got to keep in mind. It just the light makes you happy, but you get eaten, which to a primitive tribe type race being eaten, that might be being abducted. But you know, if you're being abducted by the traveler. Dematerialized, you know, or transported, or uh, teleported, beamed up would be a good word. Yeah, beam me up, Scotty. As well, speaker, beam me up. I was trying not to say that, but you (laughs) you went ahead and did that. So, Um, am I the only one who pictures the bait stars as being calcified fragments? Yes, I think that they're... I imagine them as the little... I mean, look at them. They're pretty shiny. I wouldn't doubt it. No, what is the... Is it the lure fish? Is that what that thing's called? I'm terrible. Angler Angler fish. That's what... I imagine that. That's what every time someone talks about the bait star, I just imagine that, like, thing. Especially since they call themselves the krill. It just kind of... Solid. uh, That is solid there, Blue. I'll give you... Yeah. Blue it too. Could, it, it could, Especially it could when you look a, at the card, like what yeah. they look like. Yeah, I it mean, could, it could be a calcified fragment. I, I not disagree. I just but the th- whenever the thing about that, the calcified fragments is, you know, they give off that green funk. That's true. That only the darkness gives off. Well, and we know that the calcified. I mean, in regards to the calcified fragments, I, I, I'm thinking that these are actually what this is stored on. The, the fragments are the actual, like, I wouldn't say pages, but they're the actual housing. Yeah, they're, they're the they're housing entity of the verses. Because, you know, we pick up a fragment and we get a verse. I mean, I, I would think it's kind of like a, a holocron from Star Wars. That's kind of how I picture the the fragments, is they're, they're a segment of this. Or like an 8-track tape back in your day, right? Or that works, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I thought it was very interesting 
that uh, they referred to the helium drinkers as being um, bright. Right. That's that's evil. what I was thinking of. Bright and evil. That's the one I was thinking. Um, which is a very odd distinction to make of a proto hive species. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's going to come into play later or if that was just kind of the odd remark. Right. Yeah. Well, and then you pair that up with the bait star and it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I get, I, I try really hard not to read into some of these things, but it's really hard not to. Do you want me to okay. do a uh, hateful verse? Yes. All right. So verse one, two is the hateful verse, which is the third fragment. And it's for the consideration of the helium court written in desperation, this sealed secret. I am Tao, sterile mother, teacher to the children of the Osmium throne. As a mother, I live long. As a neuter, I can rise above the small battle uh, battles of court politics. I alone see the patterns of survival. Alone, I design the great engines that move the Osmium court. Now, alone, I must act to save my kingdom. Senility has claimed my lord, the Osmium king. He is ten and mad. The study of ancient texts consumes him. Today he raves about moons, moons above the storm. Tomorrow he will wander the halls, speaking to his familiar, a dead white worm from the deep sea. He keeps it in a glass, and he tends to it, and he neglects the duties of a king. The Osmium king has three surviving heirs, each two years old. Zero, the youngest and bravest, who wants to be a knight. Sathona, most clever, who wants to be a mother. Arash, navigator child who dreams of the infinite ocean. Tomorrow she will return from the tungsten monoliths. None of these are suitable heirs. None of them will protect the Osmium court from the howling fundament. Zero can fight, but not lead. Sathona can think, but not fight. Arash's curiosity will draw her away from duty. I fear for all future children. Soon the Osmium king will lock himself into the royal, royal orrery to study the moons. Gather your knights, O helium drinkers, and invade our continent. Kill the three heirs. I will rule the Osmium court as your regent and build engines for you. And if I fail, let the Leviathan in the deep eat me. Written in grief, this hateful request, Tau, Osmium mother, neutered to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, so Basically, that's... we have Scar from the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> But Tao doesn't. She doesn't seem to be driven by malice, a, malice or a or a desire for power. I don't think this is a power play as much as it is just a, a very no. lamentful desire to have the good of her people. Right, and I think uh, that that's. I think that's the reason why she says, as a neuter, I can rise above the small battles of court politics. I think that's exactly what it is is I'm not doing this for a power play. I'm doing this to to ensure the survival of our people. You know, this is this is the sacrifice that is necessary to continue our existence basically. That's yeah, exactly. I I, that's what I got from that 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 line right there. It was it was really yeah. odd when you read it and then like you kind of get to the end of it and it was Oh, okay. I see where I I see how she set that up. She she was saying, "I'm not doing this for a power play. I'm doing this for survival." Which is exactly, also, yeah. Like you, you think about small battles of court politics, and you think about the politics, uh, you know, in the country. 
Um, you know, it's like, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, what's going on right here right now is wrong. Right. And, uh, you know, you got to, of course, point out his familiar is a dead white worm that washed up from the deep sea. He keeps it in a glass. He tends to it. And while he does all this, he doesn't do what a king should be doing. And uh, like he pointed out, Blue, she's a neuter. She says that she is the sterile mother. That means that although she took the mother the, the jelly, she cannot make babies. She can't make spawn. So, you know... It, it makes you see that the krill use these sterile mothers. It seems like they only have one, and they use it for its intelligence because you grow more intelligent when you eat the jelly. Kind of like a wizard is more intelligent than a knight or a thrall, but we'll get to that later. And let's be clear. The thing that the, the Osmium King should be doing is dying. He's 10 years old. He's at the end of a krill lifespan, and my question is, why has an heir not already been chosen? Um, he is, by krill standards, approaching senility and the end of his road. Um, so it's actually kind of interesting to me that not only is he allowed to remain king, but that uh, my- no- that none of the heirs has been push forward right and the only thought i had there is you know we know that he's had other broods so it could be a situation there there was an heir but the heir got eaten by an ambassador like you know it could or it got claimed for a bait star it fell off you know this is not a very friendly environment which is you know obviously the grounds of the timid truth is the fact that the world is pretty much out to get them i mean you can't deny that they are kind of up a creek without a paddle as far as survivability goes for the most part i mean they've they've eked out a, a a type of survival but you know it's it's not a it's not a happy life <laughs> to be a crew no. And so I think, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I can, I kind of get the feeling that there might've been an heir, but you know, there is no longer one. It's kind of the, the other thing that I, I also really like to point out here is Tao is the designer of the engines that move the continents, which tells me, and, and her bargaining ship that she uses is that Ta- she's like, Hey, if you do this for me, not only will I serve as regent, which kind of you already have you know that's kind of i i kind of got the sense they already are the regent of the helium drinkers but she also kind of throws in there and i'll design you engines you know she and so that tells me that even though the helium drinkers are actually more maybe more militarily powerful than the osmium court as far as developmentally um and technologically the Osmium might actually be, you know, that they might actually have a, a hand on that. I, I, I keep going back to that. I think that's really interesting. And I also kind of point that out as, you know, back in the first card, this are, these are fragments of their home. Well, I mean, everyone likes to say that it was a planet that crashed into the, the, the gas giant. What if it was a ship? 
and they just got stuck with the engine room. And everyone else is on different sections of the ship that is floating throughout this gas planet. I mean, that's that's what this that's what this makes me think of is, oh, no, you have the segment of the ship with an engine and you have a sterile mother who just happens to be intelligent and was able to basically reverse engineer the engines and is now basically using that knowledge to trade for a favorable outcome for something that she's afraid is going to happen. Because if, I mean, what tells me what she's saying to, to me, at least is if zero takes control, well, we're just going to go to war with somebody like zero has already stated that she wants to kill the knights who are eating her sister. Right. So they're going to war with helium drinkers and we know that's not going to end well. Um, Sathona, who just wants to be a mother, I mean, to me, that sounds like she's just going to go and become a mother, and basically, she's not going to be king, obviously. And then Orash, and Orash and Zero are kind of the two that are standing out to me from the three heirs that are possible for actually taking control. Zero is you're going to get yourself destroyed, and Orash, I think she's worried that she's just going to go off and, you know, she's just going to go off and look at the sky and basically become her father who obviously in Tao's eyes has sacrificed his right to rule because of this random white worm thing that he keeps talking. I mean, I can totally see it from her perspective. He's, he's walking around the hallway, just babbling to a glass jar. Like, I mean, that, that is, I, I totally see where she's coming from. He's gone insane. And then obviously, you know, he's 10 and you know, all that. And then and also just, you know, we kind of threw this out in chat too, but we don't know that this is 10 earth years, right? We, oh, no. Yeah. This is 10 years, but it's never specified that it's Terran years. It's just 10 years. So it could actually be, you know, these things live until they're 100 earth years. It's just 10 years of this planet. So I, I do want to make that point. Now, in, you know, contextually, that is still a fast pace, but that's to me... Every time I reread this card, that just makes me think they're not actually on segments of the planet. They're on segments of a ship. Which it's, actually points out the needle ship might actually not be a ship. It might be an escape pod. Pretty good point. And it, they do refer to the pieces as shrapnel. Right. Which is an odd choice of words for a... Right. And I mean, it would it would make sense if you crash if you crash a a ship into a planet, you're gonna it it's gonna break, obviously, but it'll get torn apart in in you know the reentry to the the atmosphere, and then it would also make sense why the needle is you know strangely incapable of uh, escaping the atmosphere is because it's not actually a ship; it's just a escape pod with engines that function. Though I get, I take that back because the needle. Never mind. We'll go back into that when we get the description of the needle ship. I'm, that yeah, might, but, I might be misspoke. I might be not correct on the, that assumption of the needle ship. Um, I actually found something uh, pretty interesting. Uh, there's a couple places in in this grimoire where they refer to the Osmium King as spending time in his orrery, mm -hmm. which I always pictured as some giant. Scrooge McDuckian vault, but um, actually, an orrery is a mechanical model of the solar system. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever seen the thing with the gears and the planets to where when you rotate, 
everything around the sun, the different moons uh, orbit their planets and everything kind of moves mechanically. That's what an Ori is. So maybe, well, not maybe, I'm going to go ahead and just state it. He spends all his time in this giant model of the solar system, the observable solar system around them, aligning moons and kind of looking to the stars uh, when he should be worried about being a king. I just thought that was a nice little tidbit. Or it could be a room that's like the speaker's room in the tower. Exactly. It's, that's what I imagine when... You are right, I, because the, I think the speaker has exactly one of these in right. his... Well, and desk. he's got the giant ball traveler model thing that's the hologram thing. I don't think it's that. I don't think this yeah, guy's. You think about that, dude. Is that sophisticated? That is actually a really good point, Justin. Because once again, we're comparing the light and the dark being two sides of one coin. Right. Because when you go into that speaker room, that's exactly what it is. Uh, he has all the different planets that are going in a rotation, moons included, and they might line up eventually. I mean, one would assume they would. So that's actually a great thing to point out there, Justin. I never even thought about it. I knew you kept me around for some reason. Nah, but yeah, exactly. You're our dictionary. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> Like, I, I never thought to look up what an Ori actually was. And then you look at the Ori and, oh, what do you know? It's a place that sounds a lot like the speaker's room. Yeah, because, it, admit it. You, you know, thought it said ornery. <laughs> ornery is a word that had crossed my mind while reading the card. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, do you want to do the oath? Yeah, take yeah. it away. Well, the only reason I'm pushing is because we have a bunch of guards to go through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're wasting ready. time here. All right, here we go. Number three, the oath. It's uh, sisters. This is how an oath is done. Place your left hands on the mast close to mine. Now take the knife in your right hand. Push it through your left hand. Straight between the bones. Now carve a bloodline down the mast. Speak your oath. I am Zyro, youngest daughter of the dead king. I will take back my Osmium court and kill the traitor tail. On my left eye, I swear vengeance. In blood, the oath is made. I am Sathona, middle daughter of the dead king. I will take back my home and eat the mother jelly. I will raise my spawn on the corpse of the Helium king. On my right eye, I promise this. And blood the oath is made. Now, I will help your oath, sister. I will help make your oath, sister. I will help it too. I am Orash, daughter, first daughter of the dead king. I will chase my father's last screaming warning. I will know what changed the motion of our moons. If the end of the world is coming, I will understand why. On my center eye, I swear it. I will understand. In blood, the oath is made. In blood. Thank you, sisters. We have only my ship left to us. But a ship is freedom. We have secrets to hunt, stormlit realms to explore, and great armies to rise. Put up the lightning sails. 
and we will voyage far. And uh, that card, of course, that shows, hey, we made it out. Probably a bloodbath in there, because you got to imagine that some of the knights, at least, or, you know, whoever they had trying to protect the Osmium King would have tried to protect him, but he's gone. He's the dead king now. Well, and, and, we, and we know that they know that Tao was the the traitor. Yeah, and and they, and they know for sure she is. Yep. Right, and I know, and I, uh, yeah, Bife Bife made a comment in his his view of it that he was thinking that Tao actually was the one that tried to kill the sisters. I don't know if I agree with that, but I I, I see because they know that she betrayed him. And I'm going to try really hard not to go completely spin foil on this one. This is no, no full spin metal jackets. We, we don't have time so for that. Promising. <laughs> full spin metal jacket cannot happen. Uh, um, not tonight. Yeah, um, actually, if you want to touch on... Yeah, I think it's interesting. Someone brought this up in the chat. I can't believe... I can't remember if it was Dragon or Libby. Um each one of them swears upon a different eye. Jiro mm -hmm. the Jiro the left, Sathona the right, and of course Oryx the middle. I don't know what um, significance the eyes have, but there's a later card where um, I think Arash is being read a story, yes. and she closes um, the left and the right and and leaves the the center eye open. So is the is the middle eye like the you know the? Um, I think it's their prime eye, like the third eye. Yeah, the, the all seeing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep. Well, think about it. Good. That's a good. The spot point. of the eye probably hasn't moved. That third eye is right there in the center. Right, and as a predator, you know? that as a predator, that would be the optimal. Or as a yeah. well, actually, as as a creature of anything, that would be an optimal perception point. Yeah, for them, they're prey. You know, right? I mean, if the, you, especially the the Osmium Court specifically, right? They are on the bottom of the food chain as far as even their own race, the krill, goes. So they need any advantage they can get. Unfortunately, the helium drinkers have it too. So. Yeah, so pretty much this is the the call to arms. Let's let's go off in the wild blue yonder and it's see the if we it's can. the three it's the three toast of you. Oh wait, never mind. Um, no, but I think that also this, <laughs> this yeah. I, gee, I stopped myself. It's such a clear I know where connection. You're going with that. It was such a clear connection to me. But this is the ship I was thinking of when I was saying escape pod. This ship. Yeah. Because, it's actually kind of antiquated. It has a mast. Right. Well, yeah, there's that too, which I don't I don't understand. But, you know, actually that's not – yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I still, <laughs> actually, think, no. I still think the shrapnel – Go drink some coffee, ship. Blue. Yeah, I, I still <laughs> think the shrapnels are pieces as a ship. I just – Actually, yeah. go get some beer. Yeah, no. <laughs> or a shot. Or a shot. Yeah, I think I think we're – we pretty well nailed that one. Um the next card is simply named Syzygy. Um, Syzygy. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> He's already before, had a couple shots. If you yeah. want to hear the best pronunciation of this, go watch Bife's video. 
Right. Hilarious. Well, he he can sound he can sound <laughs> dignified saying anything. That's very true. It could, it right. could be Buttercup and it was Buttercup, and you would be like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is riveting." But uh, yeah, um, the, a syzygy before we dive headlong in this is an alignment, usually of planets. It's an it's a astronomical term. I promised myself I wasn't going to say astrological. But, uh, Good job. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyhow, the syzygy, carved to endure by Arash, the high vengeance. Only Jiro's bait stars let us escape. Only Sathona's tricks let us reach the coast. But now that we have my ship, I must lead the way. I am the navigator. We may never see our homes again. Jiro seeds with hate and fury for Tao. But this is my deepest fear. Our civilization drifts on the fundament. At the tungsten monoliths, I learned that thousands of other species drift with us, coexisting on a vast world sea, and the tides of the fundament move us all. The timid truth says that we are the smallest, most fragile things alive, the natural prey of the universe. Tao would have us believe that our ancestors came to the fundament to hide from the hungry void. My father died afraid, not of vile Tao or the helium drinkers, but of his orry, and he screamed to me, Aurash, my first daughter, the moons are different, the laws are bent, and he made the sign of the syzygy. I wonder Imagine what that is. Yeah, I'm imagining a bunch of S's and Y's and Z's and stuff <laughs> spelled out in the air. But, uh, now I'm, I'm picturing some hand signs like some shit from Naruto, stuff from Naruto. Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, is that like uh, Blood oh, versus Crips or something? Yeah, the whole hand. Yeah, no, I know exactly what he's talking about. Continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm 29. Okay. I'm not 30 yet, so I, I okay. watched. So it's still I okay watched for you anime to watch that Naruto. Yes, it is okay because I have <laughs> okay. kids that watch Naruto. Oh, there you so, go. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> imagine the 52 moons of fundament lining up in the sky. It wouldn't take all 52, of course, just a few massive moons. But this is my deepest fear. Imagine their gravity pulling on the fundament sea, lifting it into a swollen bud, bulge. Imagine the bulge collapsing as the syzygy passed. A wave big enough to swallow civilizations. A god wave. I have to find a way to stop it before the god wave annihilates my species. If I could only get back to my father's orrery, I could learn exactly when. We are weeks of travel and many continents away from home. When I'm paralyzed by fear, Shiro sits in the cabin with me and comforts me with soft, brave words. But more and more we have come to rely on Sathona's wit. She will go off to be alone. She insists she must be alone. And return with some mad idea. Steer into the storm. Throw down a net. Eat that strange beast. Explore that menacing wreck. Somehow, Sathona seems to manufacture good good luck by sheer will. And this is really, it kind of sets up, I know we're, there's a big debate about whether the Hive are sympathetic, which is seems like an odd one, but it really well, almost right here, endears... they're not the Hive, they're the Krill still. Yeah, they're, they're still know. the Krill at this point, and it almost endears you to these three sisters, uh, their devotion to one another, and their... Uh, their kind of collective struggle. Well, and to... it, it gives you a degree of sympathy for 
the things that, well, the next few things to come. It gives you a degree of sympathy of where, why they made <clears throat> the decisions that they've made. I think is that's that's the part that I think that you know they, you know, from from a outside of the game, they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you cannot read the story here and not be sympathetic to these three. Now, what they become, you know, obviously we 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 all agree on that. And the transition parts where we all have disagreements, but these three, I don't think anyone could say seriously that they don't have sympathy for what what has happened to them. They survived a, a you know a political coup, and they're they're I mean they're naturally going to be pissed. I don't I don't think anybody has any problem with them being annoyed or pissed, and you know. They're responding in their own way to that to the trauma of having their entire world destroyed, and now they're like, "Yeah, you're just gonna have to suck it up and deal with it." And it's like, you know, no, I'm not going to. Is kind of well, and that's that's a later card too, but that's that's kind of the sense that I get from, especially Arash's. You know what? No, we're not gonna just suck it up. We're gonna we're gonna change this. So. But I also I think it's I think it's kind of funny that Sathona demands that she be alone with the worm. I think it's like it reminds me of um, Golem. It's like no, this is my <laughs> precious, not your precious. We found it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's an important thing to note too. Is that well, even though they didn't say it was with the worm, you will find out later on <clears throat> why we're saying it's the worm. Oh yes, yeah. I guess and, that's also that's a very good point. We we yeah. as readers know something about it that that they don't. Yeah, if anybody hasn't read it yet, you have no idea what Blue's talking about. That's very true. But uh, actually, even you know, if you that's, have read it, that's, that's Blue for you. Yeah. I've been drinking, and this guy did that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yes. you know the the thing that I like about this card personally. Is that Orash? Her her thing is the God Wave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna annihilate my species. I need to get back into my father's worry. I need to know when this is gonna happen. Like that is her goal, mainly, is to understand what her father was saying, when it's gonna happen, if and how she can prevent it. While Corzyro wants to kill as many things as possible, um, Sathona wants to become a mother still, but she wants to lay her eggs and all that good stuff that we're not going to get into. That <laughs> yeah, uh, for the helium drinkers, uh, ambassador who happen to eat all the eggs. I keep, yeah, I keep thinking that that's the corpse that she's thinking of. I, I can't help but think of that, like, you know. You, you. I have my eyes. Yeah, she's on like you, you specifically. I mean, he he ate ten of her sisters. What do you expect? I want legs and that dude too. There, I said it. Uh, it's just it, it tells you, like you said, Blue. We're not putting up with this anymore. Yeah, I just that's we're, how I I get. We're, it gonna change what is happening to us and our species. They say species but they're talking specifically about their court, the Osmium Court. 
once again, they're the lowest of the low as far as the krill go. And they're, they're tired of it. Can you really blame them? So you think about it, the last of the, or the survivors of the last brood, that means there were other broods that didn't even make it. Right. And their brood of 13, apparently. At least. Three of them made it. At least three of them. It's or at least 13 very, were in there. It's not a good survivability rate. Right? They're tired of it. Can you really be mad at them for that? It's Well, Damo can. Of course, Damo can. <laughs> That's my point. So is it my turn to go on to the next card? Yeah, you sisters. Yes, sir. The needle in the worm. Yeah, I was I about to say it's the needle in the worm think, that we're at. Oh, yes. Okay. Did you find another My secret. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> another hidden one <laughs> that's always been there. Oh, my God. Uh, Never going to hear the end of this. All one. right. This one is five, Needle in the Worm. My secrets, carved in my code by Sathona, the Right Eye Vengeance. This year of wild voyaging, these lightning nights and golden days, these forays into ancient wrecks and windblown flights from monsters, these are the happiest times in my life. Number two, I want to be a mother, not because I want to spawn, but because I want a long life. Long enough to make a difference. We have been at sea a year, and I am afraid. Afraid we will die out here. Now I want to point out that they were, she was two years old, I want to say. So now she's three years old, as far as this card goes. If I'm mistaken, somebody speak up. Go ahead. No, I think you get it. I think that's correct. All right, number three. I know where to find secrets. I know where vast, slow things with long memories live. Number four, the needle ship. The needle ship, carved in my code by Sathona. A liar. Number one, we salvaged a needle from the Shibubi Maelstrom. That's why you guys have me have this card, because that freaking word right there. I would never have done that to you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and for the record, I still don't know what Shavubi is. It's really bugging me. Because it's I like Shapoopy. I, oh my God. If you don't know what that is, then YouTube it. Anyways, Shaboopy. All right. <laughs> All right. We got it from the Maelstrom. I knew it would be there. Number two. The Needle is a gray ship as long and as slender as hope. As unbreakable as time. And old. Older than death. It tumbled through the maelstrom before our ancestors crashed into the fundament. This is not a sea ship, like ore ashes. It is an artifact of high technology. Number three. I know its purpose. I know what happened to the crew. Number four. Zyro wants to sell the ship at Kahar Natal where our species gather. At an auction, it would earn us enough wealth to hire mercenaries. We could retake our osmium court and send the baby, eating helium drinkers to the, screaming into the ocean. So, the baby, I'm sorry, went all Will Shatner on you there. <laughs> Number five, but I told Zero the ship was worthless. Number six, Orash wants to open the ship and see if we can take command of it. I know that this is the right thing to do. 
I know because I asked the worm. The worm carved in my code by Sathona, who should be afraid. It was my father's familiar. I ripped it from him as we fled. It is a dead white thing, segmented, washed up from the sea. Number two. It's dead, but it still speaks to me. It says, listen closely. Oh, vengeance mine. <laughs> so that was that was that was the point that's the first of people reading this their heads exploded yeah exactly because you're like oh man i know something that talks exactly like that you know and it, it just wow it, i'm feeling it, so much in this moment right now yeah that's when the spin fool really starts going crazy is when you see that the the last few words, oh vengeance mine, you're just wow, I, I wait, there was another species that talks exactly like that. And they helped guardians. Separated for a great price. Yeah. We um, don't know what this great <clears throat> price is, but of course I'm talking about the Ahamkara. I don't know if we want to get into this at a later time. Yeah, let's maybe uh, let's, save it for the save end. That. that might be that actually might be a focus fire all in of itself. Oh, it uh, will be. Because that's I mean, I know we're not the only ones that are having questions about the connection between Oh, absolutely. And... We all know that there's other people because there's so many things like the books of there's... sorrow right here in this specific moment, they bring the worms and the ahamkara they, into they a relationship they yeah they tie them together, together but at the same time in this in these same books they spread them right and we'll find that out as we go right so, so I'll, I'll stop for the record the needle ship <laughs> is not part of the ship that crashed because i'm i'm going with i'm right on that theory um that it's a ship not a continent that they're floating on I'm just going to go off on that. That theory is correct. Um, the needle ship is actually older than them. So, and I kind of threw that in chat. What if it was a ship? What if it was a part of the ship that the worms? Act? Well, okay, never mind. We'll get to that later too. Um, but I was just, it, it did, it was older. It tumbled through the maelstrom before our ancestors crashed into fundament. So obviously, it's not part of their their ship pieces. Um, obviously, it used to have a crew. They got eaten, but <laughs> you know that's and the, the reason why I think it might have something to do with the worm is because we know that Sathona is being taught is being informed of things by the worm. And number three on this part says, "I know its purpose, and I know what happened to the crew." The only person that could tell her that is the dead worm that she's carrying, which means that that worm must have been present, which is another theory that I have that's going to come up later in the next few cards. But that's that to me is very telling. Is this is this ship? Okay, I'm going to hold off on that until we get to the actual <laughs> conversation with the worms because I have I have another kind of theory about that whole thing too. But, and another um, thing I want to point... Oh, I can't point it out yet. I know. You it's, know what? Like, we're probably thinking about the same thing. Yeah, I know. I, I can almost guarantee we're thinking about the same thing right so, now. And it's like... Okay. All right. Let's can't go to say the next, it. Yeah, next, next card. card. Come on. Actually, I had one quick thing. 
Um, after number no. six. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. I'll turn this car around. Um, after number six, this is confusing to me. I just want to clarify. I had always seen this card as being, being from the point of view of Sathona. Is that correct? Yes, uh, all yeah. of these are Sathona. I think it says okay. all of them are carved in code by Sathona. Okay, well, the, the statement... All right of them say that it's carved in says, code. Uh, the worm carved in my code by Sathona. Who should be, be afraid? afraid. Right. Who should be afraid? Sathona? Sathona. Up talking about herself? Right. Or yes. The, yeah, because... Just like, uh, you know, in the ones before that, when she talks about the needle kit, needle ship... She calls herself a liar. a liar, and then she also because says that it's she tells you know Zero is like, hey, we have this thing right here. Let's sell it, make a bunch of money, hire a bunch of mercenaries, retake our court. Bam, right. we win. And because and also, then Sathona tells her, hey, this ship's worthless. We're right. not going to get the the money for this. So let's not do that. And she and also then is the one that has the right eye vengeance. She's the one that swore on her right eye. So yes, it would it would it would be indicative of she is the one who should be afraid, which actually begs the question of well, why wouldn't she be afraid? I At this point, true, you're yeah. the weakest species in the world. Well, and, and right now you're talking to a dead, dead white worm, worm yeah, and you're listening to it. I guess you're, I also you know, I also kind of think what what point of time is this written? Is this written after the worm has? That's you know that's what I'm saying, whole, like, yeah. Because I can see where Justin's coming from. What if this is kind of because we know, you know, going way further than the cards that we're going to get to, we know they feel remorse. I mean, yeah. Is this something that is written looking back and being like, you know, that's maybe this wasn't the brightest idea. Maybe well, I shouldn't what, have lied yeah. to him. That's what the the phrase that's, that precedes um, the name on each one of these carved in my code. It's past. Screams to me is there's a steno thrall right. taking dictation and writing all this down. And this is based on. That was the best mental image ever, by the way. Exactly. exactly. I was about to say steno thrall, oh bro. Are at you some serious? Point, at with some the claw. Point. With the claw. He's, he's carving it with the, his claws. And the gurgling noises. Yeah. But at some point, he would seriously turn to the camera and say, it's a living. But uh, <laughs> um, so, it, it just screams to me that this is this is something that was relayed to, to a third party by Sathona. That's all I was trying to clarify. I don't want to get too far off, off point. We can move on to the next one. Go ahead, Blue. You get sisters. Oh, yep. Hang on. <laughs> oh, you slacker. I was, I was responding to chat, okay? Steno thrall, you are not. Yeah, I am not a steno. Well, I am a... Okay, anyways. Okay. I'm just cooking, Josh. Uh, <laughs> sisters, which is... Love you guys. One, Thanks for showing up six. every week. So, sisters. A register of tokens and gestures exchanged before the end of sisterhood. Zero, my brave sister. You have worked too hard to move the carcasses out of the birthing room. Come, steer the ship for a while. Take joy in what our needle can do. Jiro tried to protest, but secretly she was so glad for Orish's care. She flew the needle ship in cutting circles, down beneath the sea, and their wake rose up to the surface like a traitor's dying breath. Orash, lonely navigator, we have traveled so long with only each other. I know you love to hear and speak new tongues. Come, sit in the flesh garden room. I will read you these stories I, I bought at Kaharn. 
Arash sat among the mummified flush fans with two of her eyes closed and listened in silence to Sathona's stories, hungry to understand, voracious to know as much as she could before her ten-year life died. Later, Giro said, Sathona, cutting mind of ours, you grow lonely in your thought. Play swords and lanterns with me. But Sathona was heavy with sorrow and couldn't pretend any joy as she chased Giro through the needle's glistening halls. Sathona, pensive one, what is it? What troubles you? Her sisters listened as Sathona said, Oath-bearing siblings, we are five years old. For two years we've worked to repair this ancient ship and understand its systems. I am almost too old for the mother jelly, and the knights who killed our father are surely dying of age. We three will die here in exile. Tau will outlive us. And Orash, brilliant-eyed Orash, you will die of old age long before you have proof of your god wave or any way to stop it. Arash and Zero looked at each other. I wish you weren't so honest, Zero said, and Arash thought that Sathona had never been wrong. In her soul, Arash knew that the only way to keep the, their oath was to find a great, powerful secret. A secret that could change everything. This was Arash's soul, her fire and her shadow, her desire to cut through the flink of the world and find its beating heart. We have to dive, Arash said. That's what this ship is built to do. Dive into the fundament, the world below us, towards the core. That's where the ancient crew died so obscenely, Zero protested. That's where the atrocity in the birthing room was born. We have to dive, Sathona said, following the whispers of her familiar. In the world beneath us, in the metallic depths, I hope we may find what we need most. More time, more life. So, a lot of information. Um... Birthing room, first off, everyone I think is pretty much in agreement that we're thinking that it was a ogre that was in the birthing room, or a, a form of a proto-ogre. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, because we know my thing are, about the needle ship right. is it, I feel like it's another species, you're making me go into this too early, Blue, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I feel like that's another species that also worship the worm the way that the hive do. So, yeah, they had their own type of ogre, but it wasn't exactly an ogre. Because if you look to early hive lore, it shows that ogres are actually just overgrown thrall. Right. I don't know. Ear, ear helped create them. Exactly. <clears throat> well... So, them, but, so, you know, it, it it could be that they sent a bunch of their version of Thrall there, or not even a bunch, just a crew's worth. Oh, yeah, okay. Look at look at the Thrall in Hive Hierarchy. You're the lowest of the low. You're the drag of the Hive. <laughs> well, and we know that this is a Hive-like ship. I mean, flush fans... It's, yes, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's either that or it's it seems mind. like it's something that maybe it was that, the grave mind in the birthing room. And that's one thing you got to keep in mind when you read this: the theme of destiny itself is an unending freaking loop. Right. You know, there's memes out there everywhere. Hey, Black Ops Three is out. Fallout Four is out. Who cares? You'll be back in a month. It wasn't even a month for me. I have all the blockbuster games out right now, and. I still go to Destiny to raid, and hey, Iron Banner's here, so why not? So, 
the only reason I'm not iron baroning right now is because we're doing this. So the the theme of Destiny has always been a loop. So it shows that some things that have happened this might not have been the first time that they've happened. It's happened before. But here comes yeah. the cycle again. And it would make sense if it was another species who had taken the worm packs that they would kind of have the same larval reproduction. Which and we'll get would, to. Yeah, and but I'm just I'm just helping no, Tom Willis with the boat. But okay. it's so it's so <laughs> such an annoying part of the next like couple cards. Well, Let's move on to Leviathan. And oh God, that I thought the dive was next. Yeah, Is that's. I think, yeah, it's the dive. I didn't like the dive. Let's do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> so Leviathan is one. after. Um, so here we see. Oh, go ahead. Do you want to read go it? Ahead, yeah, Justin, yeah, Justin, I'll, read I'll, it. It's got scissor GGGs. Oh yeah, there you go. The dive. <laughs> and we see. We see the sisters make the decision in the previous card that will alter the course of. Pretty much everyone's history for the rest of time. Um, that is to dive. For life, Sathona dove. For vengeance, Shiro dove. And Aurash dove to understand. The needle ship pierced the skin of the world and burrowed deep. Through layers of foam and metal and cold elemental slush, Aurash devoured the ship's maps of fundament. From the high angelic cloud decks, down, da down and down through storms and oceans and plates of floating world, into the crush of the core. They met monsters of continental scope, vast anemones that raised glowing tentacles to bait them in. Giraud flew the needle ship through them, and they bled black carbon jelly and frost. They came to a still place beneath a plate of metal. I'll use the sensors, whispered Arash. Listen. In the wet gold dark of the helm, they listened to the ship, and the ship listened to the crushing motions of fundament. They heard the collisions of continents. They heard the patter and the crash of helium neon rain. They heard the struggles of monsters, and they heard the distant groan of the ocean rising, tugged by the distant moons. The syzygy is real, Sathona hissed. It's already begun. Behind them, Jiro thought of the birthing room where ancient explorers had labored over surgeries and administrations. Peeling back the chrysalis, and the call of which that which they had made from the deep, whose birth none of them would survive. There's something down here, she whispered, something secret. And the Leviathan loomed over them, its brow as huge as all the continents of their childhood, its great array friends crackling with the lightning of its life booming into the hull of the needle ship in a microwave voice. I'm not going to do a Leviathan voice, but... Oh, come on, you need to. You, can totally it. you have to. You can totally do it. You if you don't want to, I'll do it. <laughs> do <Come> it. On. <laughs> you must turn back. Save yourself from the deep. Save the world from yourselves. You must turn back. You must turn back. <laughs> Save are you gonna rattle yourselves from Are you gonna rattle deep. some chains? Are you gonna rattle some chains while you uh, while you do that? Um, nah. just, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to me for uh, for nailing anemones first time. Confirmed. Now that is the thing about uh I don't know if anybody here has seen Bife's video. 
Amazing. But when he, yeah, dude, seriously. Yeah, it's, especially it's awesome. when he That's hit the Leviathan part, I, I was, I was like, wow, you know, I don't even want to do this, but that this is, exactly is what was what voted on. <laughs> <laughs> but this shows you once they got deep enough, and they they saw so many different creatures, and they would just pierce them and. They would bleed. They didn't care. They just wanted to get to the center of the fundament. <coughs> Once they got close enough to the center of the fundament, there was a Leviathan trying to tell them to turn around. And that will lead us into card 8, verse 1-8, Leviathan. Real quick. Also, it resizes my mental image of the Leviathan if you picture the continents as being ship parts and not actual continents. Right? Because obviously a ship part is going to be and yes, Operation Manbag nailed it. Uh, This is very Lovecraftian. (laughs) Really love really Lovecraftian. But um that's, I just did want to point that out, too. That was another thing that kind of, when I started thinking about it as ships instead of continents, I was like, oh, the Leviathan's not actually this giant titan. It's just a big man ray well, eel. Still pretty big. Yeah, he's big, but it's not like this giant, you know. Yeah, he's fairly large. Serpent. I mean, he's, he's a big serpent, but he's not like a, not like uh, Jormund, you know, the But he serpent. makes himself sound so large. When he speaks. Right, and you know, and the other thing is we don't really have a context in which to do all these sizes because like, you know, the hive, we don't know are the hive actually really, really tiny at this point, or are they what are they? Like mint like size wise. I'd like to think that they're about the same size as they are now. Well, except for Oryx who's ginormous. Yeah. The but krill. Like, yeah, the krill say- are the size of like a regular knight. I would I think of that, but I, don't I would know. say humanoid in scale. Right. Um, I'm thinking more like acolytes. Oh, they might be a couple feet feet taller than us, you know. Yeah. As yeah. the krill. And so, that's one thing that they don't exactly explain. Right, and that's and but, it's, it's definitely yeah. a, a point of contention, you know, especially on Reddit and stuff like that, where some of these theories get thrown back and forth. Is you know they call themselves krill, but. I think everyone is kind of coming around to the agreement that that's just the title that they've given themselves. That's not actually, they're not actually like krill, which, you know, krill are super tiny creatures. Yes. Whale food. Yeah. That's here on Earth, though. We're talking right, about. Right, right. This is space magic world, okay? So. It's paracosmic. Although that is what makes. <laughs> there's a scientific That is what term makes us think now. about when you think krill, you do think. You know, smaller than shrimp, but yeah. still. Hey, hey, Willie, don't, right, Willie. don't poo-poo my, my real-world stuff too much. That's my bread and butter, okay? Real world. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, Willie, you're up. All right. Uh, verse 1-8, Leviathan. The Leviathan's war. Oh, this is all Leviathan right here. <laughs> Why do you think we nominated you for yeah. it? <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody listening right now. I will never be Bife. I do not have a uh, 
voice changer. Nothing to compare to what he has, but I will do my damnedest. <coughs> the Leviathan's warning. We live on the edge of war. A war between formless and form. Between the deep and the sky. My eyes are wide. My gaze is long. Across the universe as far as I see. The sky works to charge its fires. The deep drowns the ash. Sky builds gentle places, safer life. Beloved fundament, refuge of trillions. The sky treasures this rich place. But the deep is here with us. Cold logic tests our walls. The deep claims its dominion. A ruthless final age. Orash's protest. Old Leviathan, creature of myth. This world is no refuge. We live short, hard lives. We die in the dark. The storm above us will never end. And soon the god wave will take us all. Above us there are only storm joys, monsters, and moons of apocalypse. Let us go down. Down where we may discover the truth. Some power to avenge ourselves upon our betrayers. Some hope of survival. The Leviathan's hope. What power calls you? Down to the deep. What instinct draws you away from high hope? Quick breeding krill people, I tell you. For eons I've watched your struggle. Clinging to the sharp edge of survival. Balance between the deep and the sky. You were my treasure, my proof against despair. For this is the deep claim. Existence is the struggle to exist. When the struggle seems lost, when the safe place crumbles, everything turns to the deep to survive. Reject the deep claim. You will turn back sweet krill of hope. You will choose the sky instead. Zyro's protest. You are huge and old. Our lives are short and desperate. If that is the way the world's supposed to be, I won't have it. If people like Teo are supposed to win, I won't let them. I'll beat the world until it changes. I'll kill anything in my way. The Leviathan Sturge. This fatal logic. Hear my monopole scream. It will consume you. Before you lies the worship of death, the ruinous path. The sky builds new life against the onset of ruin, towards a gentle world. The deep embraces death, saying, This is inevitable and right. I exist as hungry ruin. Turn back from the world-killing way, or you will live as death and de devastation. The sky is the harder way, but it is kinder. My charge is balanced, my voice exhausted. Sathona's protest. Sisters, I have my father's familiar. Look, it answers me in plain words. It helped me find the ship. It gives me the strength where hope is lost. Who will you trust? The voice that wants us to live and suffer? 
as we have lived and suffered. The Leviathan that offers no hope against Teo or the World Wave. Or the plain and honest worm. Let us see where it whispers lead us, Orash. Let us go deeper, Zyro. Let us dive, O sisters mine. Which, yeah, it almost seems like in this card, the honest worm that she speaks of kind of takes over because she speaks exactly like he does right at the end of the card once again. Yeah, I definitely agree there. And we know and, uh, who the honest worm ends up being, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be here He's real soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, here we that will end up being real soon, hopefully. Right. And I think I think the other thing that's interesting is it, it's a, you know, someone kind of made the point, well, and you'll, we'll get this a little bit more when, when, the wor- when we meet the worms, but here you see the sky, which the sky is kind of the light. Um, there's a lot of different running theories of if the sky is actually the traveler or if the sky is the light and the traveler is the agent of the light or whatever. <clears throat> but here you see the sky builds new life towards a gentle world. Um, so you see the opposing approaches to, you you know, life life sucks like you know that's just he, he's not denying that he's saying that's just the way it is in a way and in the way that you do and someone someone actually in our chat kind of made the point too you know the sky is more about the ability to adapt and evolve whereas the deep as we kind of get you know we'll get we'll get better more details in this but the deep's claim is to kind of stop to just overpower it and to to remain static um in a way and it it's not that simple because sword logic is much more convoluted than that and then we have the worm pact on top of sword logic which confuses it even further but it's it's a it's the it's the atom it's the atom argument it's the the atom against the promedial broth you know, that Tolan spoke about. It's the sky and the deep. And one of them's going to win, and it's a matter of which one wins. And that's what I think you know, the Leviathan is very obviously on the side of the sky, um, which we've all attributed to the light. Um, obviously, the, the, war, the Leviathan is somewhat of a prison warden, is what we kind of have taken to calling him. He's, he's a guard against people poking the worms basically um now and i guess we can go to the next card too yeah. but you know it it definitely is a for a uh precursor to what exactly is going to happen to the hive because he says you know you turn back from the world killing way or you will live as death and devastation so that's my that's my yeah. two cents. Yeah, I like that he asked what power calls you down here. It's almost like he's insinuating that they're being influenced, um, as as if the the familiar has has influenced them to to make this decision as opposed to them doing it on their own. 
Um, but to them, from their perspective, they have no reason to trust the Leviathan any more than they trust the honest worm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the next card is the bargain. It's a good one. Um, this actually takes place in the deep before, well, I'll just let it unfold. Right. You are Arash, heir to the Osmium throne. You stand naked on the hull of an ancient ship. You stand exposed to the crushing pressure and the ferocious heat of the deeper fundament. It should annihilate you. It is by my will alone that you survive. I am Yule, the honest worm. Behold my passage. Behold my vast displacement, my ponderous strength, my great encoiling length, my folded jaws and curled wings. Behold the hiving cities symbiotic with my flesh. I am fecund, Aurash. I am the beginning and end of lives. Behold Ear, Zol, Ur, Akka, the virtuous worms. Look upon us. And know that we are good. And then in brackets. Take away an oh God. For millions of years we have trapped. We have been trapped slash growing in the deep. From across the stars we have called life to fundament. So that it might contend against extinction. For millennia we have awaited you. Our beloved hosts. Against you stand the cruel Leviathan. And all the forces of the sky. They would crush you down into the dark. They have arranged their moons to drown you in fear of your potential. We want to help you, princes. We offer to each of you a bargain, a symbiosis. Take into your bodies our children, our newborn larvae. From them you shall obtain eternal life. From them you shall gain power over your fragile flesh, the power to make of it as you will. And should you find an imperfection in the world, an injustice or an inconvenience, you will have the power to repair it. Let no mere law bind you. We ask one thing in exchange, O princes. You must obey your nature forever. In your immortality, Arash, you may never cease to explore and inquire. For the sake of your children, in your immortality, Jiro, you may never cease to test your strength. In your immortality, Sathona, you may never abandon cunning. If you do, your worm will consume you. And as your power grows, O oh princes, so will your worm's appetite. But we offer eternity, Arash. We offer you a chance at the universe. Would you deny your people infinity? Reach up to me. Let my flesh be your sacrament. This is the bargain that they make with the worms. And it's a hell of a bargain at that. Yeah, but in the face of what they're facing, I we we can all stand here after having read all. How many of these cards are there? We're on nine right now. No, how many are there? Actually fifty-two. The, um, after after having read fifty-two of these cards, we can stand, and after having battled Thrall for countless hours, we can stand and stand in judgment. But facing what they're facing in this moment. It's a tough decision. Right. And that and that's, you know, we keep this argument is never going to end, but we keep going over in the argument. But I, I think that that's, that's a very important point 
is in the context of their existence at this time, you know, given what they know, given what they're facing, given what they just went through, or, well, have gone through, I I can sympathize with what they're doing. Like, I can. I mean, they... they I completely... Now, I, I don't know if I could necessarily empathize with what they're doing, but... I mean, I, I could see an argument for it one way or the other. I really could. I mean, I, I definitely understand where they're coming from. And again, like I said, you know, when we were saying earlier, it's this is their chance to be like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to follow. You know, you guys keep telling us that this is the timid truth. You know, this is what we're destined to do. Well, no, we're not. We're going to, we're going to, you know, rise up against this and push, push it back. We're going to, take basically our destiny in our own hands and make of it what we will. And that is a very human, human trait. You know, that's, that's very, that's what all of us do in some degree every day is you take it's it. It's what you would do if you were in that situation. Right. It's, and that's, yeah. You know, let's face it. That is know? exactly what a lot of people would do. And I mean, you can, you can say that you wouldn't, but if you're put in that situation, I, I don't see a lot of people turning that down. And I mean, yeah, you know, like again, like Justin said, you know, after after you get to the end of the story and, you know, where we sit in game and in, you know, our character's existence, you, you definitely can make the judgment, but hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, there's there's decisions right. that the towers made, Sunbreakers, that they probably regret. And it's just, you know, Osiris. There's there's decisions that are terrible decisions that in hindsight, oh well, that was pretty. We really re- need to redo that card. What Osiris? Like Osir- yeah, we yeah, need to do Osiris himself gonna, again because totally redo it. we'll probably pull another two week. I I put my uh, spin foil on for it. Well, especially with everything that's developed since we've done that too. Yeah, dude. Okay. Um, so yeah, Yule. What do we got? Yule ear. Zul, Ur, and Akka. Um, Yule has obviously titled himself the Honest Worm. Um, we don't... W- makes you assume that the other worms have titles. We don't really know them at this point. But, yep. So that's the bargain that starts this ball rolling. And what we want to point out it's, also, I think we should... Mm-hmm. Is the fact that these worms, even though the wor- word worm is spelled yes. like an earthworm, so to speak, the Still way they describe worm. themselves is very dragon-like. Like a worm. You know. W-Y-R-M. Exactly, you know. Behold my passage. Behold my vast placement. I am ponder- my ponder strength. My great and coiling length. My folded jaws and curled wings. You know, and it also says that it has hiving cities symbiotic with its flesh. Yep, and it's like this is definitely not the same dead white worm that Sathona, Orash, all of their dad held in a glass case intended for. This is something entirely different. You know, this is his. I also want to point out I don't think. I still don't buy the whole thing of that they are the host that they've been waiting for. 
I think that they've just been waiting for someone to get past the Leviathan, and they would have taken anybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I think that you know my my theory is they sent out these little white worms or whatever they sent them out as larvae, which they obviously are larvae, but they sent out hundreds of them, and it's just a matter of who picked it up and who got to it first. Well, it's just a matter of making them feel special. You are right. the chosen right. ones. Right. Um, no, no, no. I, yeah. I just, I know that that's been an And the Osmium so. Court just so happened to have the perfect candidates for it, you right. know. Um, also, the the worms actually sound um, more serpent-like. So that would that would be more in line with, say, a Chinese dragon right. than, say, a uh, like a Scandinavian dragon or... Or weapon. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's that's really and what it's I see also, is, is more tail than than body, right? But it's it's interesting. See, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to, <laughs> to start down this road. I love it. There's so many theories I have about. These I am words. home. Uh, I mean, there's just so much about. It. That's why I love the books of Sar, dude. Because there's just there's so much you can or can't take from it. Whatever you choose to do. And it's it seems very, like everybody yeah. takes something different from it. Oh yeah, you no, know that's and you know, yeah. Exactly. And I will, I will actually, I'll give out my Twitter handle la- later. I will actually post <laughs> my Chinese dragon theory. And Selfish. You can, uh, you can catch it. You can catch it at a uh, hashtag Chinese dragon theory. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'll leave that there. <laughs> Bife, I think people. he's talking to you. Oh, my yeah, hashtag Bife. <laughs> um, no, uh, actually, um, we're, approaching, <laughs> we're approaching the two-hour mark, and yeah, let's, we've got ten wanna... cards. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, crap. Start... Yeah, no, you're right the first time. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm terribly we can, sorry. Uh, we can start paraphrasing these, kind of synopsizing them, and, uh, and hit the high points, or we can... Uh, if we do this in three segments, <laughs> we we'll, we'll have to paraphrase some. So because we've been doing that so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. so let's uh, let's kind of move on. Okay, so and, the next uh, one is verse two. number ten, immortals. Yes, verse. Anybody two. else have it up yet? Yep, I got it. Yes, go ahead. Go for it, Blue. Immortals. We are the worm, your god, the flesh of hope. Our compact is done. You are our rash eternal. And we are bound to you as close as your appetites, as your loves or needs, as the weapon in your fists and the word in your throat. We've had enough of this dismal place, haven't you? We're intellectualating your ship with larvae. Go back to your species. Spread the good news in the osmium court and the hydrogen fountain, in the bone plaza and the star surgery. You will rise up into the world. If anyone rejects symbiosis with our children, make an example of them. A mighty wave is coming for them all. They'll die anyway. Save only what can be saved. The worm grants you, pow- you power over your own flesh, Arash. When you've taken the king morph, what will your adult name be? Oryx? It means long thought. We approve. So... Evangelization is the first thing that hits me in the face when I read that. Um, it's a holy war. Like, you know, that's that's what it is. It's convert or die. You either are with us or you're against us, and if you're against us, you're dead. And the, the justification to this is very, very bleak. It's, they're going to die anyways, so 
give them a chance and you know if they don't if they don't fall in line cut them down make an example of them and spread it through fear i'm not going to trying so hard not to go into a political convers- conversion <laughs> of this because I will get in trouble but that's right go read history and this is not something that hasn't happened here on earth <laughs> this is this is there's been big wars about this in the medieval times I'm just yeah this say is that. the first of the many drinking the Kool-Aid cards yeah. um thoughts Willie are you good with that one? There's, I mean, that one's pretty cut and dry. It but, is, really. I mean... The next ones are pretty cut and dry, actually. It's pretty much a history of what how they get off fundament. I think we can knock those out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless you had something on that one, Willie, I'm going to move on to the Conquerors. Um, Sabathun, Mother Morph of Sathona, we delight in your sharp mind. For millions of years, the Leviathan caged us here. It is a pawn of the sky, a philosophy of cosmic slavery. The sky seeds civilizations predicated on a terrible lie, that right actions can prevent suffering, that pockets of artificial rules can defy the final beautiful logic. This is like trying to burn water, antithetical to the nature of reality, where deprivation and competition are universal. In the deep, we enslave nothing. Liberation is our passion. We exist to help the universe achieve its terminal, self-forging glory. The war rages on. Soon it will consume fundament. We are pleased with your use of the larva to create mighty knights and plentiful warriors. Tao's retreat to the hydrogen fountain proves your superior strength. But you must know that reclaiming your home is not enough. There are 511 species living on fundament. One of them must have the technology you need to leave this world. This is a... the Krill Strike Back. And uh, I I really... it When I speak about the Hive and, and the, the sword logic and things like this, I always like to think of, you know, like nature's law as opposed to man's law. Um, survival instincts actually run counter to a lot of our ideals and, and practices. Things like honor and and love and um, loyalty, and a lot of times run counter to survival instinct. I think that's what they talk about when they're talking about uh, artificial rules. Uh, yes. Again, not to get too again, philosophical. I, I, I'm not going to start because <laughs> if I get started, yeah. it's got to. Oh, come on. Be fun, Blue. Um, I think, well, okay. Uh, Go for it, Blue. What, are you going to get fired? Yeah, that's so true. No, I'm just going to get flamed for this whole thing. (laughs) It's so, it just screams, it just screams holy war, and it screams crusade. Like, if, I mean, his, so, okay, I'm going to just, I'm just going to say it. It, it was it was a no especially conquerors and this lot the last card before this it was a known practice of most of the Middle Eastern cultures during the Crusades that that's exactly what they would do they would raise and salt salt the ground upon which their enemies you know held temples and they would build temples above the fallen temples of their enemies that was that was a known practice historically just look it up look at Spain's history alone and that's what they did 
And that's exactly, you know, reading that card, reading this card, that's exactly what it screams to me is that is the, that's, that's the evangelization of a militaristic religion is what it is. You get in line or you get cut down. I'm just exactly. going to, I'm trying, no, no, uh, you, I mean, like, I, I don't, and I mean, hist- just, yeah, go, go read the history of Spain during the Crusades. It is one of the bloodiest things that you will ever read, and it's extremely bleak. And that is exactly what I see in my mind when I read the last card in this card, is there is a reason Spain has conquistadors. There, there was a reason that an entire part of their culture was dedicated 150% to the, the art of war. And that was, you know, it, it led to a lot of other things, but that, that, I mean, that was crucial to the development of that culture. And that's exactly what I hear when this is happening is the rolling tide of a culture of violent zealousness. I'm trying so hard to toe a line. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a, it's a culture of violence that is spread through the overzealous understanding that what they do is the right way. And, you know, the, the make an example of them. That's, you know, Romans did it. Um, the Middle Eastern cultures did it. You know, European cultures did every culture in the history of humanity has done that. And it's just, you know, that's the dark side of, that's the dark side of conquest and conquerors, you know, that, that is what it is. And this is, this is literally, this is a world war that they are doing. So, I mean, again, that's, that's another example of a really bad situation is world war one and world war two. It, and that's exactly what the conqueror says is this war rages on soon it will consume fundament i mean yeah yeah that's that's awesome blue i think i think i i didn't man it i don't think i no, stepped over the line on that one but yeah, that i mean that's exactly as soon as i started talking i was like oh, i need to shut up because i'm gonna get myself in trouble on that one our our so, listener in spain might be kind of yeah, angry with you well, but but otherwise i, think we'll I don't i don't think they will because i mean if you the the crusades during the spanish geographical area during the crusades was i mean for god's sake granada was a i think it was yeah i think it was granada it was just a it it was a ping pong match it was like luxembourg during the world war it was a ping pong match on who owned it you know and i might be misremembering that that location i could be i'm not no, extremely no. well versed on my history right now but that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's like, well, we beat you, so we're going to build our temple over your temple, and then we beat you again, so we're going to tear your temple down and build our temple over. And it was just a, it was a bloodbath. So yeah, and then the hive say, we beat you, so we're going to build a temple out of your, your out general. of your bodies. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, then you, then you have the bone chapel because you know that was a fun fact in Rome. But you know, it's 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 not something. That, and the fun thing is, or the, not the fun thing, but the interesting thing to me is that <laughs> everyone had such a visceral reaction to these cards, but I don't know if they realize the historical context in which this is actually kind of stuff that happened to us as humanity in real life. Like, this this is real life. You know, this is... I could see someone in that time saying these exact... Well, not these exact things, because then we get into paracausal stuff, but... Similar if we concept. keep doing this like this, 
we're going to end up taking like two months I know, to do these I know, books. and this is why I wasn't going to let myself, but you guys made uh, me talk. I just wanted to do one like <laughs> okay, that, okay. Willie. Let's, let's we, move we've on, got 14 minutes. Out of the deep, go. You want me to do it? Do do out it? of the yeah. deep, is that where we're at? I, I thought we were already supposed to be on 52 and 1. Oh, we're into the sky, I mean. Oh. So, see, there we go. Uh, chapter set 7 or 12, I mean. 12, out yeah, of the yes. deep. Out of the deep. Zivu Arath, Night Morph of Zyro. You love to conquer, don't you? We love to see you work. Nearly 2% of Fundament's surface is now our dominion. Your species embraces the worm. The zigzaggy is past. The g- Shut up. The god wave will reach you in less than two years. Our organs inform us that Teo and her surviving refusalist flee toward Kaharn Atoll. She hopes to rally the species of the Fundament against you. The Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to, to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on the fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the Kaharn Bastion. Slaughter everyone there. From your axe, we shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit. Reality is a fine flesh, O General Ars. Let us feast it. Once again, another uh, <laughs> nod to the Ahamkara. Yes, yeah, major. The, the, that, the way the worms and the Ahamkara speak is just way too, yeah, too actually, similar, you know. And it, also point out the needle is not able to escape orbit. Just a point. There was a, there was a conversation a little bit about that, too. Yeah, and actually, if you want to see something... That crazy, is actually a good point, you know. Um, check out the skull of Dire Ahamkara. It has almost an identical um, yes. flavor text to that last line. The reality. Uh-huh. Uh, moving along, moving along. Good stuff. Okay. Into the sky? Yes. Okay. Into I'll, the sky. I'll take that one. Who's doing... Yeah, <clears throat> go for yeah. it. You've done well, Oryx. Can you feel the growth of your worm? Can you feel your will beginning to warp mere law? At times we detect sadness in you. Understand, long thinker, that you enact a sacred and majestic task. Existence is the struggle to exist. Only by playing that game to its final, unconditional victory can we complete the universe. Your war is divine work. We are free from Fundament's core, and Savathun's cutters are ready to fly. With Zivu Arath victorious, we have opened a wound at Kaharn, a wound leading to a geostationary orbit. Behold, we are faithful to our covenant. We have no future on Fundament, but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. And there's, and I will make the point, there's the concept of the worms leaving Fundament, which I think we had a yes. giant argument about that too. So yes. there's that one. I was here for that one. Um, also, yeah, that shows that they do not want to be at the fundament anymore. Uh, period. I don't blame them. But it also hints at the the presence of sword logic, obviously, because the previous card mentions the logic that they gain, and then obvious. And right here, uh, da, 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 existence is the struggle to exist. And where did it go? God, when I just I just missed it. Anyways, 
the existence is the struggle to exist is the reference. It's my personally, I think of a reference back to the Adam conversation that Toland had about the, the basis of sword logic. Um, also, I noted that this is the, the massacre at Kaharn. So they're already kind of making a name for themselves as doing this thing. Yeah. That's, uh, well, it says right there that they, uh, you know, they have a majority of their species that have accepted the worm. Correct. So they already have their own army. Their well, they have army, their own ships, too. Of course. Yeah, their own ships. It's like you pointed out, Blue, the needle ship that is kind of like their very pointy version of a submarine. Right. It. I'm kind of curious, though, like, okay, so just, just real quick, when it says that they've opened a wound leading to geostationary orbit, okay, to me, what that makes me think of is a literal cut in the space-time, like, fabric that's like a, a warp hole. Like, it's not like we're escaping orbit, it's literally we cut a You mean like the hive always like... cut? Yeah, picture a tomb ship entering... Actually, I don't know. Yeah, you if, know. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever read the Golden Compass, but there's a book in that series called The Subtle Knife, and that's what I keep picturing is a literal tear in the sky that they just go through. You read too many books. I that I will not argue with that. But he's definitely got some book learning. Oh my god! I'm just saying. He's like, right. hey, have you read this book? And I'm like, I don't even know uh, what that book is. No, I've never even heard of that book. <laughs> Even though it's by one of my favorite authors, I'm I'm still working on this novel um, that we're on right now. Uh, well, we'll get to so it. from Blue we get to Justin, right? Yes. Yeah. Born is brave. Yeah, um, uh, one. Uh, let's see, fifty-two and one. Uh, good news: the fifty-two moons of Fundament host a star-faring civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far. Tao's ship fled towards the large ice moon where a species of bony, six-armed cephalopods keeps their icy capital. Savathums named them the Ammonite. They seem eager to grant Tau asylum. Idiots. We tried appealing to their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful because they were already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we've, desi we've devised a plan. Our organs detect the 53rd moon in, or, in the orbit of fundament. A traveler, divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the Zizigi. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Ammonite are out of the way, we can deal with the traveler. Do not hesitate. You're fighting the hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite. Avenge your ancestors. So they're fighting the speaker. <laughs> Different day, different. Well, this is the this is the introduction of the traveler, right? Who is you know not only there right now for us as guardians, but has been there since Halo. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> uh, that nice also, little Easter egg there. It also does note here that the traveler is not the sky. Yeah, it's there are the two divine, different entities. It's the divine presence now, of the sky. Exactly. And it spreads the light around. Kind of like the uh, Storm Joys did. Right. Back when the Krill were the Krill. Before they were the hive that they are now. And <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll dig into 
boring as prey unless you got something else to say on the uh, last card. Yeah, I just had a little tidbit. Um, uh, ammonite's an actual thing. It's a real thing. It's a pre-Cretaceous pre mollusk um, fossil. Kind of resembles an a awesome, awesome Pokemon. Yeah, it actually. Uh, I'm gonna leave you at that. But it actually. Yeah, you really you you said it was an awesome Pokemon. I can't. <laughs> it resembles. Let's, let's it wrap resembles our runs and minds around that real quick. Yeah, but uh, anyways, moving. Damn it, blue. Along. <laughs> you're my boy, but uh, you're lucky. Let's let's move. Yeah, on. you're my boy, but what the hell, man? What the hell, blue? <laughs> Okay, you gonna do so, born as prey, will it? Born as prey. All right, born as prey. This is unacceptable. Are you so weak? Born as prey and doomed to die by a predator. Works as failure to of resolve has led us to catastrophe. The Ammonite fleets under Chroma Admiral Refrit have pressed us back to the sixth moon. Once more, we find ourselves burrowing into the world's core to survive. Savathun. You must draw Oryx out of his Cantonia. Make him understand that the ideals of peace and stability he clings to are cancers. Brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are the bait stars that the sky uses to bind us as slaves. War is the natural rectification of inequality. The universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. Zivu Arath, you cannot defeat the Ammonites in Teo in the line of combat. We propose new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength. And find a way to disperse the broods across these many moons. If we cannot defeat their strengths, we will infect their weaknesses. Which shows the worms feel like the sisters cannot win as they are now. They have to devise a different war plan in order to keep everything going the way they intended to. Right, and it's also the first time that we've seen Oryx step back from the conquest, right? He has idea, or, well, yeah, he has ideals of peace and stability. And it's almost like, you know, he, he seems to kind of have been like, hey, we got off the planet. Okay, well, we've accomplished what we came for. Do we really need to keep going? You know, it's, that's kind of how I read that. And then the worms are like, nope, yep, we'll keep going or we'll eat you. Nom, nom, nom. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, orcs is starting to feel like, Okay, we're no longer the weakest species that anyone's ever heard of. The timid truth is a lie. And the worms are like, well, you're not done yet. Let us keep killing things and you will get stronger. Which Orcs doesn't seem to agree or disagree with as of yet. But we also only have three minutes left, gentlemen. Okay, so... It might be a great place to to stop and pick up. What card did we get to? Sword Logic. Oh, yeah, this is a oh great place God. to stop. Sword Logic. <laughs> what do you think, Luke? I think 15 is a good chunk of it. Um, I think that that is a... It's further than I thought we were going to get. 
I'll be honest. Thought we were gonna get stuck at like five or six. Well, there you go. Thank so, you. I said, I set, really, I set the bar low for myself. <laughs> I'll put low expectations. I have low expectations for myself. But yeah, no, I think you know cards one through fifteen. I'll I'll take it. Pretty yeah. well covered too. Yeah, I I think that we did a pretty. pretty we threw some uh, we threw some theories in there, but stuck to reading the cars. And uh, yeah, fifteen isn't bad. It's not a bad number considering all the information that's in the books of sorrow. You know yes. this. Once again, it's a chronicle of how the hive became the hive, how orcs became the taken king. What do we have that hold? You know, we could see in the future. This, the whole thing about the books of sorrow is it gives so much information, probably as much, if not more, information that all of the grimoire in year one does. Granted, a majority of it is about the hive and orcs, but still, it gives you that deep, personal understanding that you wouldn't get if you don't read the grimoire, which uh, I'm kind of disappointed we only got to 15 because... Oh, come on. We can do it. We can. All right. No, I can't. I can't do it. I was anymore. about to say, you're probably about to pop ass out. I actually, I actually want to do a, uh, a. Uh, we might do a Adam small. West. Yeah, we yeah, might. Do an Adam we West haven't Batman even done shout out shit. Cliffhanger type thing. Can oh, I do that really Lord. quick, Willie? Yeah. It's, Go it's for it, Justin. Kind of prime up for the next one. Okay. Will Oryx and Co. defeat the entire universe? Will we find out what the mother jelly tastes like? And will Stephen <laughs> Willie Beeman ever pronounce syzygy? Find out next time on Focused Fire Chat. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to make him do that every time that now. That just happened. Yeah, we're making him do that every time now. <laughs> yeah, Justin, now you're obligated to do that. Oh, my God. Jeez. Okay, so let's stream. let's roll through the shout-outs. Uh, let's, let's do shout-outs, and then let's see if we can get... Let's put Willie to bed. Yeah, put Willie to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Willie has to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Go All ahead, right. Blue. All right. So just real quick, shout out again. Um, if you guys have not already listened to uh, Destiny Ghost Stories, give them a listen. They are amazing. Um, they do a really good job. They are right now walking through the uh, classes of Guardians at the moment. So, And I think last one was Hunter's. And then before that was Titans, and Belle was actually on the Hunters, so she did an amazing job. Yeah, there was, was awesome. lots, lots of giggles, um, but they did awesome. And then also, as always, shout out to the Dames. Um, great, great group of wonderful ladies. Some of them are more insane than the others, but we still love them. <laughs> oh, glitch, glitch, I'm looking at I've you. I've gotten to meet a couple one. of them. Yep, that's one um, of them. Safe Gamers as well. Uh, Crispy is an awesome person, and if you guys have not checked out the Safe Gamers, and if you have anybody who isn't a dad or isn't a dame and is maybe a younger player, the Safe Gamers are definitely the place that I would recommend them going to. They are an amazing group of people, and I 
can't speak more highly of two groups of people other than the DoD, which we'll get to in a minute. But the Dames and the Safe Gamers are amazing, amazing groups. So, Justin, you're up. Yeah, yeah. First of all, shout out to all DoD. Um, without him, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to William Blue and you all about the Grimoire. I would probably put Destiny down a long time ago. And uh, as well, I'd really like to give, I, I meant to do this last week, but I'd really like to give a, a huge shout out to our lore band, which is the the group that spawned, pun intended, this uh, this podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, you're amazing. Even the weeks when I can't get in there as much as I'd like to, I can always come back to an amazing conversation um, over anything I could ever want to see. Um, you guys are awesome. And lastly, uh, everyone who made it out to the live chat tonight, um, I, I haven't been able to have that window open much, but I saw Josh, Operation Manbag, uh, Rev was in the house. Pins. And if I'm, yeah, Pins as well. If I'm missing names, uh, help me out, Blue and Willie. Uh, you guys that make it out here That's live so that right we're now. not just, yeah, so that we're not uh, talking to the void. I really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming out. Um, and uh, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I'll leave the rest to Willie. All right. I'll go ahead and throw my shout outs. Uh, worst Foxtrot. Dad's a Destiny Foxtrot. That's the DOD clan that I run. Love it. Guys there like none other. Shout out to Blue for dragging me into here every week. No, I'm not about to fall asleep, so don't <laughs> type that to people. That's right, you didn't think I had my own chat, but I do. You some of a beach. <laughs> That's right, Justin. Touche, you fuck. <laughs> Willie? We, we got through the first 15 cards, we, and yes. I'd say we are bent, not broken. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm about broken. But uh, shout out to Damo. I don't think if we had Damo in the chat, we would have it as entertaining as it is being in the chat, honestly. So oh, no. big shout out to him, even though he aggravates the hell out of me sometimes. And if. I knew he was somewhere in my area. I would choke the hell out of him <laughs> until he no longer drew breath, probably sometimes. But let's be clear. If he had been here, we would have gotten through two cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe two cards if Damo was in here. That that was probably why I was thinking a low number. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, and big shout out to Ishtar Collective, of course. That's Ishtar-Collective. Dot net. Um, so much information. That's where we draw cards from top to bottom. They do such a good job of organizing everything, and hopefully, we'll have something special for you guys soon. Not including blues. Ran random giveaways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This very Speaking random giveaway. I'm trying to tell people that we're about to do the giveaway. Hashtag Loot Crate. Oh, man. Loot Crate just, yeah. like, I, that story behind it, I'm just, I'm, 
I've given people a little bit of time to get back into the chat because I already <laughs> like, told you uh, you can give you, it to me. I, I swear that I, that's what it's starting to look like. But no, it was like it was one of those things where I got an email and they're like, "Hey, here's a here's a free loot crate," and I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay." I don't know what I'm gonna <laughs> like. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. So I guess I'll just do this. There, there. Eh, giving it away is a good thing to do, man. All so right. let's see. Looks like six people in chat. You know I'm not gonna get it. So who's gonna get it? Somebody get it. Are we ready? No one. No one. No one. Oh my gosh! I swear. If, watch Nightbot get it. Oh, he deserves it though. He's here every night. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Come on, Nightbot, I'm rooting for you. And Give him a Josh. And Josh. Josh. There you go. All right. Good job. And, and you know what? Josh is here. I believe every. I think he is. He has been. He has been every. Yeah, stream, Josh. Every stream that I do, he he is pestering. Yeah, so, Mr. Santiago, you deserve that damn loot crate. You enjoy it. Definitely enjoy the fact that I wish I had it instead. Well, and it's, again, the theme this month is, Josh, go ahead. I need a punch card. Go ahead and email me um, (laughs) your first and, I need the first and last name and then an email address. Uh, Loot crate requires me to put that in. And I just put my email into the chat. So, just email that to that uh, email and I'll get I'll get it turned in as soon as I get off stream here uh, there is a time sensitivity on it it is only good until tomorrow at 9pm pacific I would hang on real quick let me confirm that real fast just email blue now so yeah, that well, we email email me now, but I mean, what I what I mean, and is, then mail me everything that you get, you so I can enjoy that awesome loot crate. It is nine p.m. Pacific time. Um, but yeah, no, and what I was what I was saying at the beginning, it's actually a combat theme, which I thought was like really funny in light of the sword logic conversations we've been having and all that. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's actually fitting. So, yep, just email. Email me first and last name, and then an email address. So, and then I think basically the mechanics of it is it signs you up for a free month, and then you just have to remember to go back in next month and unsubscribe. I think is what how it works. But yep. So I think that's that's all we got. Congratulations, Josh. And like I said, next week we are going to be off for thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to everybody uh thank you know obviously thank you so much for putting up with us and then after that we're going to try we're going to try to do a double the week after i think is what our current thought is we're going to be ironing that out and we'll be pushing that out i i'll still be online in chat and i think we will all be online in chat but we just won't be able to stream so I'm going to see if Willie and I can put out something particularly spin foily um, for oh, the week With we do not not monitoring us, we can. Oh, man. We're running about true. 10 minutes after, so, yeah, but, gentlemen. But All it right. wouldn't be a stream, just be something on Podbean. So, anyways, right. uh, let's go before Willie turns into a pumpkin. All right. You guys That's have a good right. night, and we will see you in chat.